Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini-series on the Fit Design Podcast, where we take bite-sized pieces of the Fit Design content you know and love and break it down for you into easy-to-understand bite-sized episodes. On today's FitBite, we have an exciting one for you, especially for those of you who are new to the fashion and textile space. I'll be giving you guys my definitive answers to the questions you most likely felt embarrassed to ask because you may have thought they were too basic or too obvious. I know the feeling and I was in the same position that you find yourself in today. First of all, when you're learning and when you're starting off, no question is too simple. So take this opportunity to learn and expand your horizons. On today's FitBite, we'll specifically be looking at the key beginner questions surrounding fabrics. So buckle up, you guys are in for a good one. We'll start off with number one, how can the quality of a fabric be determined? Well, there's no straightforward answer here and there's definitely no definitive answer. Actually, the quality of a fabric can differ depending on different fabrications of the same type of fabric. For example, you can have two fabric swatches that are both 90% polyester, 10% spandex, but they will differ in quality depending on the fabrication. So here we actually need to judge fabrics based on different characteristics. We need to pay close attention to their yarn count, which is a great indicator of the quality of the yarn that's being used in that fabric. Also, it's important to look at something like the thread count, which again gives an indication of the density of the fabric. Typically, the higher the thread count here, the smoother, the silkier, and just the overall better performance you're gonna get out of that fabric. In general, when it comes to fabric quality, my personal take on it is this. If a fabric performs its function as per the final product, and it does so to the best of its ability, then this is a good quality fabric. So it's all contextual here. Number two is going to be what affects the price of a fabric. Again, this is a little bit of an open-ended question, and we actually have to evaluate a bunch of different characteristics and points relating to that actual fabric. Three key things that you need to analyze are this. Number one, what are the types of fibers that are being used in said fabric? Two, what are the finishings that the manufacturer is actually implementing into the textile to enhance its performance or to enhance its overall appeal? And then third, where is this fabric being sold? Is it direct to customer? Is it on a high-end street? So on and so forth. And number one, when it comes to the fibers, for example, a fabric that uses a synthetic blend is going to be far cheaper than a fabric that uses a fully natural cashmere blend. This is just common knowledge. In general, the scarcity of the fiber and the amount of time and effort it takes to cultivate the fiber is going to play into its price. Two, the finishings. There is a world of textile sciences out there and so much effort goes into bringing out the performance, the shine, the durability of a fabric. So we need to look at the finishing of the fabric. And then third, again, where is this fabric being sold? The same fabric being purchased directly from a mill in, let's just say, Italy is going to be more cost efficient than the same exact fabric being purchased from a bespoke tailor on a high street in the city of Paris. So again, these are extreme examples, but they're meant to illustrate how the same fabric, depending on where it's sold, can affect the final price that you're paying. Number three on our list is how and why do we weigh fabric? Well, in general, fabrics can be weighed in two key ways. 
The first one is going to be by measuring their GSM or their grams per square meter. This is the grams of a specific square meter per single fabric. So you would take one square meter of that fabric, how much does it weigh in grams? That's your GSM. And then you have your ounce per square yard. Again, what are the measurement of ounces? So again, ounce is a weight measurement. And what is the measurement of how many ounces you get out of a single square yard of that fabric? Depends on where you live in the world, but in general, it's sort of like the difference between the metric system and the imperial system. When it comes to the weight of the fabric, this is not necessarily tied to the quality or even the thickness of the fabric, but it is something to consider when actually choosing between two fabrics that you know are the same composition and the same finishings. For sure, something of a higher GSM is going to be thicker and potentially even more durable than something that is a, a lighter GSM, especially if they are the same compositions. Also, one thing to indicate is the GSM or the weight of a fabric is going to indicate where it's going to be used. Typically, your lighter GSM fabrics are going to be used on your summertime apparels, your springtime apparels, and underwears. When it comes to your heavier weight fabrics, this is going to be used for your upholstery, your workwear, your workwear, and your outerwear. So these are definitely things to keep in mind when looking at the weights of a fabric. Number four is why do fabrics have different widths? Well, in general, the fabric width is associated with the type of application that specific fabric is used for. It also depends on where you're sourcing these fabrics, which manufacturer in which country. Commonly, the width of a fabric ranges between 45 to 60 inches, again, depending on the type of apparel that you're using or you're making. But this can also range all the way on a broader spectrum from 35 inches all the way to 108. And in certain use case scenarios, such as interlacing or the fabric used for interlacing, we see widths as narrow as 20 inches. Now let's look at some common fabric widths that we see in the market and we'll look at where those widths are specifically used or what their common applications are. Typically we see 36 inch widths being used on vintage fabrics. And again, typically we see 45 inch widths being used for quilting cotton or for more general and standardized apparel. So a lot of the garments you see on the market, usually their core fabric rolls will have been around 45 inches in width. 54 inch widths are going to be used for upholstery and home decorating. And lastly, 60 inch widths are going to be used for your non-standard apparel fabric. Number five, why is the content of the care labels not always the same format or the same appearance? In general, the labels I'm talking about are the care labels that you'll see. They'll have washing instructions and care instructions. These are extremely important and they actually always need to include strategic information about fiber content, country of origin, the manufacturer sometimes, care instructions, and in general, the information on these labels is usually bound by the laws, regulations, and is mandatory in certain parts of the world. So because of this, because of these laws, because of these regulations, the types of labels that we see is going to differ depending on the territory it's from or the country it's from. Number six, is there an easy way to identify the fabric content or the types of fibers that are used in fabric? Here, the easiest way is always going to be by touch. However, some fabrics can be very difficult to discern and a lot of fabrics can feel the same even if they have different fibers in them. So this is not always an accurate way to determine that. Also, you can perform something that is as simple as a heating and burning test. This is a simple, non-technical, but directional method that's used to identify a group of textile fabrics. 
And here, this technique is going to help you determine whether a fabric is synthetic or non-synthetic, where the non-synthetic fabric is going to burn and the synthetic fabric or vice versa, the synthetic fabric is going to burn, whereas the non-synthetic or the natural fabric is not going to burn. Some other tests here that you can perform that are a bit more scientific that will also require more specialized machinery are going to be things like your microscopic identification and other chemical tests that help you determine what type of family and what type of fiber that you're dealing with. Number seven, do textiles have an expiry date? I know I once thought of this question and it can be or it can seem a little silly to ask, but textiles don't technically have an expiry date the same way that your food has an expiry date. However, their color, their texture can change over time after wearing and washing. In general, the condition of a fabric long-term will heavily depend on the types of handling and the washing processes that are involved in the care and attention that you're giving to a fabric. Number eight, which fabrics or which groups of fabrics are really good at not causing allergies? In general here, breathable fabrics and fabrics that are made from natural fibers like cotton and silk are do going to do a much better job at not causing allergies on the wearer as opposed to something that is less breathable and synthetic like polyester. So definitely bear that in mind, especially if you're someone who has issues with rashes or just causing allergic reactions when you're exposed to different types of fibers or different fabrics. Last but not least, what are sustainable textiles? Sustainable textiles in general are going to be those that are produced in ethically responsible ways. And they can be briefly defined into three primary components. First is going to be your environmental, second, your economic, and third, your social sustainability, where most manufacturers are going to gravitate towards their so or their environmental sustainability simply because it's a lot more clear and direct and objective to implement. You can easily measure the amount of environmental sustainability that you're bringing to fabric versus something like a social sustainability. And this is the easiest way to market a fabric as sustainable. Let's face it, at the end of the day, a lot of manufacturers are trending towards sustainability simply because consumer trends have been moving towards that direction throughout the last couple of years. Well guys, that is it. That is a wrap on this Fitbite. Hopefully you've enjoyed the episode and learned a thing or two about the most common questions that you might, you guys might have found yourselves asking. Also, if I missed any of the questions, feel free to leave them in the reviews below. Also, if you want to hop on a one-on-one -on -one consultation call and you want to discuss anything from the questions that we covered today or expand on them a little bit or your personal style or you want to learn how to set up your own fashion business, how to create unique and authentic designs, how to look at your marketing, how to source manufacturers, fabrics, so on and so forth, definitely check the link in the description and we can hop on a one-on-one -on -one call and I'll tailor my comments and my feedback specifically to you and your business. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Fitbite. Until next one. Stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fitbite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.